Here at the Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast, which is what you're listening to right now, we try to bring great songs and a little education. Mm. Like, for instance, Jimi Hendrix, Queen, The Beach Boys, Diana Ross, The Who, Buddy Holly, Journey, Bob Marley. Are you just randomly naming people? Janis Joplin. The Ramones. The Doors. Any, what do those artists have in common? Someone's Chris? dead. No, those artists have never won a Grammy. Really? I could also say Patti Smith, Guns N' Roses, and Grateful Dead, too. Well, like if I'm... Guns N' Roses was up for several Grammys, but didn't win. Right. Uh, which was a shame, too, because they should have won for Lose Your Illusion. Uh, Use Your Illusion in, in a 90, I think it was. Uh, the rest of those... The Doors, I can see, because they didn't do anything. I mean, they were. But, I like The Doors, and I understand The Doors, but no. no. Yeah. Janis Joplin, I get it, but no. Yeah. Uh, especially when you look at the competition at the time. How about the Beach Boys? Eh. I mean, they... I've never been a big Beach Boys fan. But you got to look at what they threw out there, and the following they had, and Jimi Hendrix, Queen. But, but their magnum opus is uh, Pet Sounds. Which was released the same summer as Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. That's How do you compete with that? <laughs> no, you don't. So that's, the, that's what I'm, I was kind of getting at, too. Is How about this? Kanye West. Well, he doesn't deserve one because he interrupts other people. He's won 22. Oh, ouch. 22. So this is what we're bringing to you. I've been sitting on a Kanye song that I'm debating. <laughs> that right? Oh, it's such a good song. But I feel like it might be a little too popular for what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so let me ask you this because this is your song today. And by the way, if you don't know, I'm Phil. He's Chris. We've kind of done things a little backwards today. This is the greatest song you never heard podcast. When Chris set this whole idea in motion, it was to bring a song that is so good, but most people don't know it. Correct. And so our job, our hope, our role, if you will, is to bring these songs to our your attention. Prayer. Our passion. Mm. How many P words can we come up with? <laughs> um, to bring these songs to the forefront and show that there is good music that's not being shoved in your ears over and over and over on the radio. That's true. That's very, very true. But who listens to the radio anymore anyway? Well, but still, and you can you can choose your own songs, but how many how many of us still want to listen to those things that we know all the time? So interestingly enough, uh, the I think it was the album or the new artist of the new artist of the year this year was Olivia Olivia Rodrigo. Hmm. Do you know who that is? Nope. Of course you don't because you don't watch TikTok enough. <laughs> well, I, I do. And but, so a lot of the people who were nominated for right. Grammys this year were actually people who started out on TikTok. And what's interesting is TikTok algorithms are actually created to force you to hear songs over and over, to drive those things into your head and create earworms. And the algorithms are actually looking for songs that they think are going to create earworms. That's even more interesting because TikTok is supposed to have the best algorithms out there. I mean, yes. if you want if you want as a business or a person, if you want to be seen... Put some content out there. TikTok will find you some viewers. That's true. And if you really want viewership, light bottle rockets out of your butt. You will get viewership until you die. That's true. And that could come real quick if you're lighting bottle rockets out of your butt. And on that note, are you ready for today's song? I so am. By the way, last week we played a song 
Uh, that was a Grammy winner. That caught everybody off guard. That's true. Well, caught me off guard for sure. Yep. So today's song, I am super excited for. There are songs that you find on your own. Uh, Music's Discovery is one of those pieces of the modern landscape that everyone's trying to master. Spotify has their way to do music discovery. Apple Music has their way to do music discovery. YouTube, uh, Facebook, all of them, they all have different ways to do music discovery. Back in the olden days, kids. Last week. We only got music discovery when people would bring songs into our life. So, I remember as a middle schooler listening for the very first time to a bunch of punk bands like the Dead Milkmen, uh, Dead Kennedys, lots of dead people. Did, um, did they ever figure out who killed the Milkman and the Kennedys? They didn't. Okay. It was somebody on a grassy knoll, though, I'm sure. <laughs> there was a band called The The at the time that I had never heard of before. There was a band at the time that I got really into called The Meat Men. Uh, they were uh, a really hardcore punk band. Minor Threat, who's a classic hardcore punk band. Interestingly enough, Minor Threat was what they call straight edge, so they never drank, never did any drugs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And and the only way and the way I found out about those was Lewis Lemon. My buddy Lewis Lemon would bring to me cassette tapes and go, you got to hear this. And then we would listen to him and we would dub them on our boombox, which right. dual, dual cassettes. And that's how you learned new music. If you were lucky enough to be walking distance in, in middle school in my generation to a record store, you could walk in and go, hey, what's the coolest music coming out of England right now? And they'd have an import section. Outside of that, it was really just what was got played on the radio. Right. Well, fast forward and you get into the early 2000s and people were finding things on Napster, Kazaa, mm-hmm. those kind of places. And... I haven't heard Kazaa for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what ends up happening later on in life is... People who are making really cool television shows need music to place under certain like scenes and right. at the end of an episode. And a lot of like bingeable television got uh, in the late 2000s to the place where they started playing really cool music. And the, mo- the most fabulous uh, version of this, by the way, if you ever want to listen to like just a really cool soundtrack, it's to listen to the Grey's Anatomy songs that oh, have been yeah. played for the That's last right. 20 years because there's, they did such a really good job. And what they found early on was... If we can find artists who are indie, it costs us way less money to place their songs That's than right. if we place like big name hits. So Kanye's songs cost, I don't know, let's make this up, but like $10 million right. to use. Right. And some dude from Oklahoma who did an album, it cost you $1,000. Right. So a lot of that music starts getting played once you can binge uh, shows via Netflix. Right. What we're going to listen to today is a song that falls into that category. And the way that I heard about this song, and the first time I ever heard the song, was because my kids were watching a television show, and this song got added to their playlist, and when we would drive in the car, this song would get played every time we would get in the car. Interesting. Are you ready for it? I am. Are you? You're uh, trying to knock well, everything over? I'm trying to knock everything over, but <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump right in. Okay. and enemies these things they make us sentimental inside your words are gelignite or just another sentimental aside we're catching bullets in our teeth and though it's easy if you know how it's done 
split the secret up six ways Before they gave it to us just before dawn And now we don't remember Our blood and guts are out We spread our bones across the table at night
It goes on like this for another minute. So, I don't know the name of the song, but I have a guess. Okay. And if it's not, it should be the name. Okay. It should be the title. Percussion Paranoias. <laughs> that is not what it's called. It should be. It should be. There is so much percussion yes. in this song to the point where I was writing n- notes down early, like all the little percussion, because at the beginning when the, the first uh, first two uh, verses, they had like, I mean, I was hearing all the different percussions. I don't even know what all these little uh, uh instruments are you know the one with the ribs on the then you go yeah you know love that one uh by the way side note i want to have a house full of percussion instruments for when people come over and we want to just jam music wise it's a great idea yeah just have all these little things right so anyway i would like to play the triangle you (laughs) okay steve martin so (laughs) that's fantastic um i want to i want to make a cajon you know what a cajon is? Yeah. The the box that you yeah, yeah. It, you know you can make all sorts of different. Anyway, you already have big cojones, so you're I do. There. And so I I would put my big cojones on that cajon and mm, play. Mm. Yeah, there we go. So we've gone over into R rated, but that's okay because that's what sells. Um, anyway, lots of percussion. I also wrote a note. I love I love this. I don't know why I love this, but just like he ends a line. You can hear him taking a breath to say the next line. Yes. I, I love that. For some reason, I love that. It's kind of like when an acoustic guitar player, you can hear them move their fingers on the string. The finger, yes, yeah, squeeze. And, I, and I, if you do that all the time, it gets old. But just those, I mean, it kind of almost proves this is a real guy playing a real instrument. This is not synthesized anything like that. I, I don't I know. I wonder how is. much that uh, relates back to authenticity and uh, like it just somehow subconsciously says. Right. This is real. This is real. It's a real musician. Exactly. There's a really cool video that I've gotten into. uh, This guy on on Facebook, not Facebook, on YouTube. And he's a professional engineer and guitar player uh, in England. And he actually takes a lot of songs and analyzes the, uh, what do you call it, the waveforms and does stuff. So he has one that he actually shows when autotune is used and when it isn't. And a great example is um, Michael Bublé always uses autotune. He doesn't need it. There's no reason that he needs it. No, but that's a security blanket for him for his brand, well, I would it, imagine. It, he was actually saying in the production process, he may not even know. He could go in, record the vocals, leave, and someone auto-tunes it, and then he comes back. And you wouldn't know it necessarily until right. you look at the waveforms, but it, <clears throat> it destroys the... No one can sing a perfect vibrato. Right. It's going to fluctuate some, and that's what makes it feel honest and real yes. and live. Yes. And I think that's what you're maybe even, and when you hear someone's breath in a song, that's what I think of. It's like, I can just see the engineer, the producer going, God, what? We, have to, we have to take that out. Yes. And I don't think so. I now, agree. look, if it was every song all the time, well, that may be your brand too, but, uh, or signature. I liked it. I, I love this song, mm. by the way. Mm. This, um, I'm going English band. Um, I'm thinking I'm pretty close to that. Maybe it's Irish. I don't know. I'm probably off. I'm <laughs> off again. Is it Prince again? <laughs> this, is, this is a woman named Prince. No, this is actually, it is a British band. You're okay. right. That's a British band called Tongue. Interesting. But they spell it T-U-N-N-G. And Tongue is considered a 
a folktronica band is okay. what they're called. Uh, and they're folktronica because of all the weird percussion sounds they use in the background. So they're known for using really unusual instruments like seashells, other things to make I mean, all those weird sounds you hear yeah, in the background. I loved it. They've done like eight or nine albums. They just released an album in 2020. was the latest one they did. This song is actually from 2007 from an album called Good Arrows. Mm-hmm. And Good Arrows is an interesting album. Every song on the album has a one-word title, like Bricks, Hands, Soup, Spoons. And this song happens to be called Bullets. Okay, that makes sense. What's interesting about this song uh, for me is, and the way that I heard it, was it was actually played... Uh, at the closing credits of season four, an episode of season in season four of, of Grey's Anatomy. No, a oh. show called Weeds. Oh yes, Weeds. And my kids were super into Weeds, uh, and they they heard this song and this became part of their playlist. Isn't and I was that, like, this yeah. is such a cool song. Yeah. So what I find really interesting about this song is a couple of different things. Uh, one. I think this is one of the greatest songs you've never heard because it falls outside of genre. Right. Yeah. What do you What do you categorize this song? Right. And Folktronica, no one's ever even heard of that. So but that's not a thing. They only did that because they have to put it somewhere. Right. And I don't get that. Why? Why do you have to put it somewhere? Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, so. so you know where to put the records in the record store. <laughs> Way in over in Sweden. Where yes. What do you do there? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the other thing I found interesting about this album is the words to this song are... And you know I'm a big words guy when it comes to songs. This is one of those songs that the words you might write off until you really look at them. So there's an interesting line in this song, and the reason it's called Bullets, we're catching bullets in our teeth. Yeah, I've, I've got that highlighted. Do you, and why did you highlight that? Well, so uh, first of all, I, I, I've heard it a couple times in the song, but catching bullets in your teeth, not an easy thing to do, okay? But they say, we're catching bullets in our teeth. I'm like, dude, that's not an easy thing to do. And, and then they explain the next line. It's hard to do, but they're so sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, so uh, I loved the lyrics on this. I've got a number of them. I want to hear them, highlight. then we'll go back to bullets yeah, yeah. in our teeth. Oh, no. Okay. You want to do it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is um, Gaelic Knight. Yes. Uh have no idea what that word means. Your, Your words, words are, are Gaelic Knight. Yep. Or... You know, just another sentimental aside. Mm-hmm. It's like, that was pretty cool. Old lies and fireflies. Mm. Sometimes I don't even care what the words mean. And I yes. know they mean something, but the way that rolls off your tongue. Old lies and fireflies. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. And then um, you split the secret up six ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, what part do I get? Well, you get that, this part, there are three words. How come he got four words? I got three words. I mean, yep. how do you split up a secret six ways? Well, six people know the secret is my guess. So there's that. And then the catching bolts in our teeth. It's hard to do, but they're so sweet. The other one that stuck out to me is right before Old Lides and Fireflies. Okay. So sweet to lose a friend, you leave the church and taste the air in your lungs. Wow. It's just such a, like, uh, pro, like, I don't even know the word, a profound thought that, it's sweet to lose a friend because you are reminded that life is so phenomenal. When right. you taste the sweet air right. in your lungs as you leave the church. I thought that was a great line. Well, and honestly, uh, someone who writes these lines have, has got enormous creativity and imagination right. to be able to put that into words that can actually translate. For those who are listening to the words, you can actually think, wow, that, yeah, I think I can get that. And I, th- I think one of the things I love about these words are they're obscure enough that they're not telling you what to think. 
So it could mean something different to everyone. Kind of like a good book, right? Right. One of the interesting uh, stories, if you've never listened, by the way, I'm going to shout out to another podcast. There's a podcast we might have talked about before called Song Exploder. Mm, yes. And have. one of the things with Song Exploder, uh, there's an episode with uh, River Cuomo, who's the lead singer from Weezer. Rivers Cuomo writes songs by capturing phrases of lines and guitar hooks. When he captures a guitar hook he likes, he actually makes it backwards and stores it on his hard drive backwards so that when he hears it the next time, it can't be in reference to anything else. Interesting. Then he takes all these phrases and when he's writing a song, he puts random phrases together that don't mean anything. So you can like, what's with these homies dissing my girl? Why do they gotta run? Those are two separate lines that didn't actually go together. He put them together. Right. And he said the weirdest part is at the end, it always means something to somebody, which is a magical thing when it comes to music. And it almost writes itself in a sense, doesn't it? It does. It I mean, does. This, so, interesting, um, for my Wine Time Fridays podcast, I will take a little clip, and I think you should do that for ours too, because we have some funny gems here, because mm. I don't think you have... You have too much time on your hands. <laughs> you take a little clip from some time in the episode and you put it on the front end as a hook, right? Well, we do that when I catch you at the beginning. Yes, it's a natural hook. It is. <laughs> but uh, in a sense, uh, I have done that and put something on the front and then I go listen to the whole thing and then I find something else that's actually better. Mm. And so as long as I can keep it within the time frame, I will switch it out. So writing that way... When you're like, this line goes with this line, it's perfect. Oh, but this one might even be better. And mm. so you can really inter almost interchange things, right? Right. And so Song Exploder does such a good job of diving deep into the songs, really interviewing all of the, the writers, the musicians, the, the uh, producers, mm -hmm. why they did this um, part of the song this way instead of another way. So that's what's kind of fun about that when you can just really dive in to the intimate parts of the song. Right. Yeah. So. One of the, my favorite part about this song is actually the phrase that gets used over and over. We're catching bullets in our teeth mm -hmm. because the first time I heard that it didn't make sense to me. And this song in general, I was, I would picture like underground fight clubs or something going on. He says, we're cutting off our fingers. So we get this, this special, uh, I don't remember what the line is, but something along the lines of cutting off our fingers to get the quickest something or other. But the catching bullets in our teeth stands out for me because I didn't understand it until I started really thinking about it not long ago. And catching bullets in our teeth refers to a magic act called the bullet catch that Penn and Teller are most famous for recently. Right. And the bullet catch is literally someone shooting a gun at someone else's face and they'll catch the bullet from it in their teeth. I, I have heard this done. I don't believe it actually happens. Well, so it depends on the magician that you're looking at. But the, the, what I find most fascinating is 12 magicians have died yeah. trying to perform the bullet catch. I wonder why, Chris. <laughs> so it's interesting because one of the <laughs> Because premises, it goes out the back of their neck. Well, when I tell you this, you're going to be like, find this fascinating because the line is, we're catching bullets in our teeth. And though they've try hard not to say how it's done, they always do. And he talks about splitting up the secret six ways. Right. Interestingly enough about Penn and Teller, and I'm a huge Penn Jillette fan. One of the things about Penn and Teller is they decided in the seventies, they would never lie to the fan, to the audience. So they will never say something on stage that's not 100% true. So they're not going to say, we're catching this bullet with their teeth. What they say during the bullet catch is, we are going to move this bullet from this side of the stage 
through to that side of the stage. And what they do is they end up having someone, there's two pieces of glass. So you see both pieces of glass get shattered as the bullet gets fired. Right. And then Teller catches it in his teeth. So it's simple, but they don't ever tell how it's done. Right. And they never lie to you. They say, we're going to move it from this side to this side. However, traditionally, magicians have lied and said, just like they say, well, we're reading your mind. Right. Well, we all know that that's not possible for someone to read someone else's mind. Right. However, the, those people, 12 of them died who yeah. lied and said, hey, we're doing this. And so it's it's interesting to me. And I don't know the secret splitting up six ways. Maybe yeah. one of our listeners will catch yeah, that yeah, reference. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but I found this absolutely endlessly fascinating when you talk about the bullet catch and all those 12 magicians who've died, and the fact that that's what they're referencing when they're talking about catching bullets in our teeth, it's so endlessly fascinating. So the line you're referring to, we spread our bones across the table at night, we cut our fingers off to give ourselves those little extra insights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, this song, to me, seems like it took a little time to write. I would think so, yeah. Because of the just the intricacies of all the words and the rhythms and the and the syllables and all that. Syllables. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, a follow-up album, The this album was called uh, Good Arrows. The follow-up album a year later is called uh, and Dot, 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 And Then We Saw Land. And there's a song on that one that I actually considered over this one uh, called... I wrote it down here. Which one is it? Hustle. Hustle. Which is just as good as this one. Not every song they do is this good, but I would highly recommend someone get down the rabbit hole, look up some tongue, and... Uh, look up some tongue. By the way, for those of, of and you And put out some there, tongue in your ears. Perfect. That's a wet willy right there. Kind of. <laughs> That's a true wet willy. Uh, for those of you who think that what we're doing is easy, it's not. We pick out a song and then we second guess ourselves to death. Absolutely. And that's so that we bring the best here to the podcast. And we hope that you are feeling the same thing. If not, reach out to us on social media, like on Twitter. We are at G-S-Y-N-H podcast on Facebook. You can reach out there. If you're a Mark Zuckerberg fan, just want to keep feeding his family. It is the greatest song you never heard on Facebook. And of course, if you just want to bypass all that stuff, go to the one platform we actually own is our website, thegreatestsongyouneverheard.com. Anything else on this, Chris? Yeah, 206-218-3647 is Phil's actual personal cell phone number. Give him a call, order a pizza, or uh, leave him some feedback for a voicemail for this. And there you go. And until next week, have an awesome week. Go listen to some good music. By the way, on uh, Spotify, we have a whole playlist called The Greatest Song You Never Heard Playlist. And it is in order almost every song. Not quite all of them. Because not all of them are available on Spotify. That's right. But almost every song that we've done. And then you don't have to listen to us gab and gab and gab. That's true. So until next week, have an awesome week. And we'll see you next week on The Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast. (laughs) 